Welcome to Real Weddings with Sarah. I'm Sarah Kennedy from Irish Wedding Blog, one of Ireland's leading sources for wedding inspiration, advice and support. Real Weddings with Sarah brings you an inside snoop of some of Ireland's best-loved personalities and celebrity weddings. Join me as I indulge on all of the wedding goss. Many of you come to me very confused around booking non-religious legal ceremonies. It can be really hard to wrap your head around it. But today I'm joined with one of the nicest in the industry, Enda Hart. Enda is part of the Spiritual Ceremony Solemnizers. He is a multi-award winning and very recently joined me on the panel of the I Do School at the Bride of the Year show. For those who came, I'm sure you really enjoyed listening to him. I felt he laid out the facts so clearly so that you guys could wrap your head around the terminology. He's back with me today to get his knowledge fully documented right here on the podcast. Enda, you are so welcome. Thank you so much. My lovely intro. Thanks, Sarah. I'll, I'll, I'll have that as my voicemail anymore. <laughs> exactly. You can just use that now as your, sorry, Enda cannot come to the phone. He is. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm here for. Well, look, tell us about you and spiritual ceremonies. What's it all about? Um, so um, I'm Enda Hart. Um, I'm part of spiritualceremonies.ie. So we're a team of registered solemnizers, which means we can all legally marry on the day. Uh, so I joined them back in 2016, but they're actually on the go since 2010. We did our first ceremony. And just last weekend, we celebrated a milestone of 14,000 ceremonies. So that's a what? lot of ceremonies under our belt. Yeah, yeah. So wow. it's, it was a massive milestone for us now. So it's a great testament to the team now. Um, so I'm one of about 50 celebrants. So we cover the length and breadth of Ireland. So from the top of Donegal down to Dingle, from Belfast to Bantry, from Dublin to Westport, we're everywhere, you know. Um, so I'm kind of based in the west of Ireland myself. And to be kind of five or six was based over here. But they're all over West Cork, Cork, Curry, Dublin, Donegal, you name it somebody yeah. there and we also do Northern Ireland as well Um, they've gotten a lot popular over the years um, because people want more the ceremony to be more about them as a couple um, whereas you don't have as many options with the different types of ceremonies Um, it's lovely for your guests to what I call park and play so they pull up to your venue they go in have a quick drink for the ceremony go into the ceremony and as soon as the ceremony starts they're out the door and the party begins straight away and we really kind of noticed this during the lockdowns when there's the midnight curfews I had couples mm-hmm. coming to be going like they're cutting their wedding short I was like well then just start two hours earlier and you'll have the exact same amount of time and they had that extra mingling time and it was so so special to them to have that extra bit of time when they couldn't have it and you really notice it now uh, with the ceremonies and everyone's kind of raring to go because they have those two hours extra of mingling on site and there's no stress of having to find another venue get parked and who can have a drink yeah. who can't have a drink so you have all that kind of stuff so um so as I said so we have 14,000 ceremonies under our belt so we kind of uh, know what we're doing <laughs> and enjoy what we do as well uh, so it's very important that you give the couple that they, what they want and the ceremonies kind of created with them we're there to guide them and advise them and we'll pull together all the ceremony share a bit of the story and you want all your guests leaving that ceremony room going wasn't that lovely wasn't it very them and where they get sense of that very them is kind of the music they choose the bit of the story they share the readings they pick and the different elements and people that they involve in the ceremony um the ceremonies usually last about half an hour but the um memories for a lifetime <laughs> i love that i love that that that's that's the next brochure uh, the next oh i tell you all the taglines <laughs> yeah, absolutely absolutely <laughs> Well, look, and can we can we come back to the very, very start, right? So step one for a couple, they get their date. And once they do that, then they're 
they'll be going out, they'll be hunting venues, so venue, 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 venue. They'll be tied up on that for the first while. They'll get their date, secure that. And then the next thing is then they have to look at and what they may do in tandem is try and get a date with whichever way they want to get married, whether it's with the solemnizer like yourselves or it's church, whatever it might be. They get the date, they do all that. Then they have to come obviously to yourselves. So look, can you break down the different ways couples can get married here in Ireland? Yeah, certainly. So you have your traditional kind of church route. So that would be uh, whatever type of church you um, attend. So or your partner attends. Some people go and take take the. So we say you could have somebody that is um, Catholic and Protestant. They might get married in Catholic church, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So there are various kind of uh, requirements. The main requirement is the green folder. And we'll touch on that in a little while. So just to go back to the type of ceremony. So you have your church ceremony where a priest will marry you in a church. Um, you have on-site ceremonies um so they would be classed so a church ceremony you have the civil ceremony which is only performed by the hse so a lot of times people use buzzwords so they might say oh i'm having a civil ceremony and people use the term civil ceremony for any ceremony that isn't in a church mm-hmm. and that's fair enough because it was that way for many years um civil ceremonies are much shorter they're monday to friday very strict on times and ceremony content to be certain things you'd be restricted to you yeah. won't be allowed to really mention any religious reference so it can be totally um secular uh, no, like it's, human... it's a legal process basically it's a legal process it's like yeah, signing yeah. your like a nicer way i suppose of signing your house to get your mortgage or something like it's an appointment you turn up for yeah. you can bring people to witness but it's yeah. Like it's, Look, it's, so for some people, it's perfect. So some people literally just want the transaction. They just want to get legally married. So it could be that they're going abroad to get married and they literally just want perfect. to grab two witnesses, go into the registry office, do our legal bit and go off and have a bite to eat. And that's it yeah. done. Whereas other people want to have um, a different type of ceremony and they want more of a ceremony for them. And they want to put a bit of thought into it because for some people, the ceremony is very, very important. Um, other types of ceremonies. So again, you could have humanist, interfaith, spiritual like ourselves. And there's a, a, other organizations out there as well. The main question or the main thing that couples need to look out for is that if they want to get legally married on the day, they need to ensure that the person marry them is what's called a registered solemnizer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that they're registered with the HSC and they can perform the legal element of the ceremony. So when the couple go in to give the notice to the HSC, we're on that list. So for example, mm-hmm. myself and all my colleagues on spiritual ceremonies, we would all be on that list. And there'd be some of us as well for Northern Ireland as well that are registered up there, which means yeah. we can all legally marry up there as well. Okay. Um, so they're all the different types of ceremonies. And again, there's various things you can and cannot have based on the organization you're getting married with. For example, if you want to walk up the aisle to a, a song that's in the charts, the priest may not approve it. If you want to have certain decor in your church, the priest may not approve it. Whereas in the ceremony uh, on site in the venue, it's entirely up to the couple what they want to have. So they can have any type of music, they can have any type of decor, whatever they want. Okay. And look, can you delve a little bit deeper then if we focus on then this um, to your spiritual ceremonies, fully legal, like can you bring us in a little bit deeper into what you do and the legalities around that? So no matter how you're getting married in Ireland, everybody, whether it's a church or whether it's getting married on your venue, you have to give notice to the HSE. So they're the health service executives. So they're the body responsible for registering all births. And when do they need to do that, Brenda? So so in the South, it's a minimum of three months in advance. And so what I would say to you is a year out from your wedding, um, go onto the website crsappointments.ie and you can check the availability I think Dublin, Wexford and one or two others are set up to see their availability. The rest of them aren't. And you will start you getting fright saying, oh, you have to ring them because, oh, my God, there's no, no appointments available between now and my wedding date next year. 
pick up the phone and ring them. Just Google HSE contact register. Yeah. There's a drop down menu there. You pick the vet, the office you want to go to and phone numbers there. And they're very, very helpful. They'll say, yep, yeah, no problem at all. We can fit you in. There are There is a different process. So the main thing is that you give your notice three months in advance. And then you go in, you have your appointment. So the bits of paper, as I call them, that you need to bring with you is your birth certificate, your passport or driver's license for photographic ID and proof of address. So utility bill or bank statement dated within the last three months. Um, they're the main bits you need. You'd also need to know who your two witnesses are and their dates of birth. I remember when we went in to give notice, my friend, I think she was 30 for about 10 years. So I text her during my HSE meeting to go, I know you're the 16th of May, but what year did you get? And you please born? don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like she came back with like four text messages. I will tell you, dot, dot, dot. But you must delete this afterwards. So uh, I screen grabbed it that I deleted yeah, a year yeah, yeah. afterwards. But uh, just to make sure you have that so you don't get delayed in the office. And um, if you're living abroad, so a lot of couples are in Australia, Canada, America, or couples come to elope in Ireland. I didn't realize how many came to Ireland to elope, yeah, but big. some Americans come over here. Huge, yeah. Um, so you can do this by post. So just contact the office. The main thing is that it's within the three months. Sorry, it's outside of the three month window. Mm-hmm. So um, you can ring up the office and say, listen, we're living in Australia, we're living in Canada, America, whatever it is. Uh, we're going to not going to be home until a week before the wedding. So can you send us the paperwork? So they'll send you a form. You just fill in all your details. And then if there is anything extra, so for example, if one of you has been married before and you're divorced in a different country, uh, it takes about 12 weeks for the GRO to, to acknowledge this divorce. So that can take a little bit extra time. So if there's anything different or um, you're not sure about, always ask and they'll mm-hmm. be able to answer it for you. Um, so that's a very important one there. But you can give your notice um, from abroad if you're living abroad and then make an appointment for a minimum of five working days or less, depending on the office you go into. Um, if somebody from Ireland is marrying somebody outside the EU, they will need to have a separate interview. So that's a separate process. So you just need to mention that as well, okay. that they can schedule that as well. So that's an important one as well. Um, the best thing is to give as much notice as you can. That's the best advice I've given to you. Um, there, there are, um, I suppose, ways if you didn't know about the three months or something happened that you need to get it done quicker, you can get a court exemption. So a couple of mine, they they just forgot uh, to do it. Um, so they got a letter, they went to that court exemption, and then they were able to get their, their paperwork. So there are ways about it. Sometimes you might have, um, you, one of the couples might fall ill, there might be a medical condition there, yeah. they might need to get married in the hospital. So just reach out to us, and we'll be able to guide and advise you um, through the spiritual ceremonies.ie website, or reach out to us on Facebook, we'll be able to help you out. So we've I done this that. a lot over the years for, yeah. for, you know, we've always helped out the couples, you know, if we can't do a good term, we won't do you a bad one. So, I know, um, I hear you. So, and, yeah, so just reach out and um, we'll give you all the advice that you need. Love it. And then to tell me, what can couples expect? Like, what does a spiritual ceremony look like? Because I suppose that word spiritual, you kind of people would jump into a certain kind of assumption of what it looks like. But yeah, what what, yeah. what does the ceremony look like? So, so I suppose the main thing for, for us, it's all about the couple. So um, when you get married in certain ways, um, you basically have to subscribe to what they believe in. So it doesn't work like that with ourselves. So we're happy to work with any type of couple from any background. So where it is good is that if you have a belief system, if you have different belief systems, if you're from a different culture, you can incorporate different elements of that culture or your belief system into the ceremony. Um, you don't have to, though. So, for example, I've had couples before uh, where one of them has been divorced and they are devout Catholics, but they're not allowed to get married in the church because they've been divorced. So therefore, they want to have like a prayer of the faithful. They want to have something like that. They absolutely can. Uh, there might be a song uh, somebody really likes, but it has the word God. Or it has some kind of religious 
reference it, you're allowed all that. So there's no restrictions when it comes to kind of um, incorporating anything that, okay. that you want in the ceremony. Uh, so it's really nice from that point of view that we're able to accommodate and facilitate couples like that. Um, so spiritual so for us, it's, it's kind of the main things that we so as spiritualists, we believe that there is something that, you know, when you when you leave this earth, there is something afterwards and that there is something up there. So whatever it is yourself. So, so there's no kind of what I believe is better or worse than what you believe in. So it's kind of um, understanding what everybody is into and that we're able to accommodate all the um, elements that they want in their ceremony themselves. So whether it is something traditional, like some traditional music, if it's something that um, like different elements. So we say, for example, there's a Chinese tea ceremony. Um, you could have the Mazel Tov, um, where you're breaking breaking up the glass. Love you can this. have, um, yeah. So you can have, like, I, I I just love so much culture and just to educate myself even because when you grow up in um, kind of the northwest of Ireland you don't get exposed to many of these different rituals and these different things and um there's w- one um i was at a wedding before my colleague eileen and uh, when i was training and the, the culture that this couple were in when they have good news to celebrate by something sweet so the past around this fudge and oh my god it was amazing uh so i kind of got two little lumps spring home at me so it was gone by the time i hit the car park uh, so uh but it's lovely to that see all these so things nice, and to be part of it, it. Yeah. oh yeah and it's really nice because um it's lovely for the for the families as well to to know that a bit of their culture was involved. I mean, even um, I had a couple there in December and the groom was from Germany and I have never spoken a word of German in my life. And he had some German guests who hadn't a word of English. So I did two sentences in German at the start of the ceremony. And sure, I, was like, I felt like I was presenting the Eurovision. It was great. I got a round of applause. So I just said, is, is that OK? I like love the, this. the five of them in the second row were, were clapping there. So he, it was great because I said, do it phonetically and send me a WhatsApp voice note. So there I was sitting in the car playing on repeat, 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 just to get it just right. You know, so I nice can imagine you and actually hamming is completely up in this German. German tone oh absolutely yeah but I didn't try to do the German tone and I remember years ago I had a a groom from Wales and I was trying he it was just two lines and I was trying to do it in the Welsh and I was reading this YouTube thing but every time I was doing it it was just coming out like I was going to insult them it was like somebody doing an Irish accent you know it's like top of the morning it felt like I was going to be disrespectful so I said I just, it's not going to be appreciated by your guests, so I'm just going to do it in English if that's okay. And I it was fine. Uh, but yeah, so it's so that you can incorporate a little bit of people's culture and a little bit of um, what they're into themselves. Um, like, like when it comes to content of the ceremony, then like there's readings, there's everything from, I've had everything from Bob Marley, Seamus Heaney, Game of Thrones, uh, Metallica, Nothing Else Matters, both as music and both as spoken word that's during the ceremony. Mad. I love that. It, but it's it's whatever the couple so wants. memorable like it's so, personal yeah it's absolutely, absolutely personal. you know there, yeah. there's no point in you going in there on your wedding day and being this absolute barbie and ken perfect couple and how great our lives are and lovey-dovey if you're not that couple like i have some couples that are like that couple from father ted oh, and they're having stop. the crack with each other Jack but if they went up there and started looking longingly through each other's eyes like that's not going to go down well like everyone's got are we at the right wedding you know um so it's important that you're yourselves on the day and don't be anything else other than yourselves because Everybody knows you as a couple and they just want to be there and share part of your day, you know. I love that. And and tell me this. So when couples want to go and physically book, what is that process? So is it literally just, hello, Enda, we've got a date. What What's the yeah, process so- there? So um so because we're we're a large organization, we have a website, spiritualceremonies.e, and we have a contact form there. Um so sometimes people haven't a clue who they're looking for or what they're looking for. They just want somebody to leave. Marry them. 
Uh, and then you might have people that want me specifically. They might have seen me uh, perform their friend's wedding. They might have I might have done their sister's wedding or their brother's wedding or whatever, or they've been recommended by a friend or they're at their friend's wedding. Um, so we have a website there and we have all our, our celebrants there with all testimonials so from past couples. So you can pick which one you want. Yeah so, yeah, so look, as I say, it's the Tinder for celebrants. Go on there now, have a look. <laughs> pick out one or two that you like I and check, check and see if they're available, you know. Um, so we have a form there and people just fill in the form. So usually if you don't request a specific celebrant, the Lynn team will have a look and see where you're based. And they'll allocate the nearest available celebrant to you just to cut down on travel costs. So if you're getting married in West Cork, yeah. there's no point in giving you a celebrant from Donegal because it'll be, you know, straight down five hours of driving for them to get down to no, you. Absolutely. So you don't want that. And, you know, for meeting them, most people kind of live near to where they're going to be married usually. Um, yeah. But again, a lot of the times you have people that are coming from Dublin to get married in the West of Ireland or they might go halfway. So you might have somebody that's from Donegal and somebody from, you know, Waterford and they might meet in Roscommon or they might meet in Athlone or something like that. Yeah. And that's brilliant. And look, tell me this, right, because this is where I started to only really understand this quite late on. But and and I always would have connected this with a photographer. So t- for me, with a photographer, I feel that personality match is so important for the couple because that photographer has to really get them, understand them, be able to like really tap in to get them to build confidence on the day so they come out as the best versions of themselves. In your line of work, how important is this personality match to the couple? And when a couple are going to book someone, because, you know, like traditionally, if you were getting married in a church, you go to the church and the priest is there and that's who you get. And everybody rolls in. Right. And it's the look of the draw. But you have a lot more, I suppose, choice. And some some uh, some solemnizers would be might be more kind of quirky. And then there might be more that are more softer in their, you know, so there's all these different personality match and everybody brings something unique to the table in this world. Like, so how, for, from your perspective, do you feel that that is a thing that personality getting the couple and having kind of some kind of understanding or maybe even something to bounce off between you? Does that matter? Um, I would have said not much a couple of years ago where people they just want something to legally marry them and you get on to celebrate that's a bonus whereas before yeah. as you said you, you know you might get to meet the priest the night before your wedding for the first time and the sacristan has kind of told you what music and readings are permitted yeah. in the church and so on uh, whereas with ourselves uh, i really found now people are kind of interviewing us and they're talking to a number of celebrants there's so many wow. kind of Facebook groups and websites now so kind of people will reach out to you and I suppose you know they do want to be comfortable what I will say to you is um, some people ask me oh can we videos of your ceremonies and every ceremony is different so I could have a couple yeah. that are very religious and want a lot of religious elements whereas if you see that and you're non-religious you're not into it you're like oh no he's not the one for me where that isn't the case the reason that's religious is that I've sat down with a couple and I've given all their options as I say to them they've never been to this restaurant before and I explain what the tapas menu is I explain what all the dishes are and they tell me what of dishes course. they want in their ceremony and we build it specifically around them and then you might have a couple that are really quirky and fun um, and they want you know um, to walk in together they don't want an entrance. They want to be just there at the top of the aisle. They just want it very chilled, very relaxed. And when I sit down with the couple and they tell me this is the vision we have for our day, yeah. we give them that. So it's very, very important that it's all about the couple. Uh, absolutely. Um, you do want to get on with yourself and because uh, and that's why like I'm traipsing up and down the country meeting my couples in person because yeah. over the last couple of years it's been all Zoom. And look, Zoom is fine um for you know if people are living abroad and you get a feel for them. And even when people inquire with me, I always insist on like have you half an hour, we'll have a chat on a video call and they can see me and get a feel for me and go, Do you know how he's got arms, legs and a head and he's sound and, and we'll get him for our ceremony. Yeah, or, I like the cut of his jib. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, they just feel comfortable. And I look, some people email and go, this person has a kind face. Is he available for our, our ceremony? And like, that's fine. You know, the, the, the photo spoke to them. I suppose it's like Tinder, you know, you swipe this way and that way. Um, but yeah, what I would say to you is for picking your, for your celebrants, have a read of the testimonials because these are from real couples that were exactly where you were at some point and read what previous couples have said. Um, so you have the, uh, how long are they doing this? Um, what, what kind of style do they have? So if you want something kind of fun and quirky and you have a very, um, set in their ways celebrant are they the person for you i remember i read an article there a few years ago and there was a celebrant talking about how he refused to marry a couple because he didn't think they were a match that is not what? our job that is not <laughs> our job that is like beyond our remit as i say to people you know it's like you know do we have to do a marriage course no you don't if you're living together if you're planning wedding together and you survive covid together you are more than entitled to be walking down that aisle and anybody who yeah. survives planning a wedding together in 2023 or 24 or whatever it is they are more than happy to well, get look- married there's plenty of people that do the marriage course and it doesn't always work out as well. Like, do you know, oh, yeah. the marriage course is great. Don't get me wrong. I got so much value out of it when I did mine. But like, it's not it's not necessarily a marker that your your marriage is going to be 100 percent successful. You know, no, look, there's, there's no rehearsal for life. And no. I mean, you know yourself, like go away on holidays or live with somebody and that'll be the making or the breaking of you. So, I mean, if you're in a confined yeah. space, I remember when we went away on honeymoon and uh, we stayed in this hotel in Sitges there was no doors in the bathrooms and I mean you oh, really know my god your other half <laughs> and uh you, you, you know all about I married eight years I still wouldn't do be down for that <laughs> oh no but even we need to keep something was, we need to keep something sacred but there was glass looking into the bedroom so like I was thinking imagine if we're in a work trip with somebody and it was a twin room that would oh be super god. awkward I know yeah. I know oh Jesus where, where how, how have we come to this end how have we come to this I don't know I don't know back <laughs> on track back on track Sarah quick <laughs> who wants Sorry, to listen right. to that <laughs> pooing in front of your significant other um come here tell me this right everybody gets really yes I find right you say green folder to a couple and it's like ah right they just like the green folder is this big you know worry thing and I think it probably is because it is an official piece. It's a very important piece. Without it, all can go wrong. How does it work? Like, I'm presuming it's the same as um, as any other legal ceremony. They go, they, as you said, they do their appointment. They they hold on to the green folder. And then on the day, they give it to you. What? what how does it work? Yeah, so, so, so the green folder, if everything's in order at your appointment, um, if it's a civil ceremony and it's a civil register from the HC perform your ceremony, you don't get the green folder. They hang on to it and the civil register will bring it to the venue they'll sign and they'll bring it back for you because they're oh, working in that office. So that's really, that's, yeah, because do you know what? When I was speaking with Father Vard, he was saying now in the church, they will not touch it. Like you oh, no. bring it, you do it, and then you take it away, job done. Whereas yeah. obviously with the with the civil, it makes sense because it's their department. Well, it's their office, yeah. yeah. So, so it's very important. So what I say to everybody is kind of a day or two before the wedding, put a reminder in your phone, make sure green folder is packed. The morning of yes. your wedding, 9 a.m., 8am do we have the green folder it still gives you time to run home and grab it it's or... like your passport you can't fly oh, yeah. out without it yeah absolutely you'll be turned away like we cannot start the ceremony without it so it's fierce important and the other thing that's very important is once you sign it all that it goes back to the office I've had couples that have forgotten to drop it back to the office so you have to drop it back within a month after the wedding it says it on the front of the green folder to be returned within you know 30 days and um, do you think on the day you should have a, a, a you know a stamped envelope appoint somebody uh, in the bridal I party. tell everyone to drop, 
drop do it back it. in person if you can. I just, oh, right. okay. it's such an important document. I just, I just personally myself, I wouldn't like to post it. I, I had a couple before they ended up uh, going to an office in the west of Ireland and they rang and said, it's five to one. They've closed for the day at a quarter to one. Oh. The window's open. Will we pop it in the window? I went, don't, please don't put it in the window. Get an envelope, get a stamp and register it and post it to them. And then you can order it through the website then, certificates.ie. So if anybody has gone, gone back, to Australia or whatever and they didn't get their marriage yeah. there they, and they've returned they can, it they can just order yeah. through certificates.e perfect um, yeah so the green folder very important give it to somebody that's responsible so be it a parent somebody that doesn't drink yeah. a pregnant it's guest at the wedding drink because those <laughs> drunks and them green folders I've had phone calls. I've had phone calls a few weeks after the wedding. Where did you put the green folder? I went and I literally, I always ask a couple, who oh, am I yeah. going to give this to? And I walk over to them and I says, oh, so they asked me to give it to you, Martin, because you were the most responsive person in the room. And I look at it and go, is this the right Martin? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah, so and I make a big thing knows. of it. So yeah. everybody knows I've handed this over. It is not yeah. my responsibility Take a photo anymore. Photographer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Smile. Look, green folder, he has it. So, and then to drop it back in afterwards. Uh, look, I've had people that have lost it um, there are other uh, ways of you know signing sworn affidavits and getting it signed again and that's no problem look life happens sometimes um, it does I had somebody that had kind of burnt a bit of the green folder over a candle <laughs> at a wedding one day I had one that opened it and it blew away and there was two grooms running across the garden to try and get it because it was one of those west of Ireland windy days so they were chasing after the, the paper yeah, yeah 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 so that's why the HC always put kind of a paper clip so it clips into it so it won't fly out anymore so um they're going they're they heard the these stories the west of Ireland. <laughs> they're thinking of it yeah oh yeah yeah so it's uh, you, you, you come across everything that's it I love it and come here tell me this right so back to the actual ceremony itself and you've touched on this as well because you were explaining that look you can take different um different spiritual beliefs etc and you can incorporate them in it's 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 quite a there's a lot of flexibility there but Talk to me about like music and readings. So like, obviously you say, yes, you can, you can have them like, and, and of course, if they want Metallica, they can have Metallica. If they want Ed Sheeran, they can have Ed Sheeran. But what's yeah. the, what sort of volume? Because, you know, in a church, right, you have like, you've got a, you've got, you know, five page booklet with all the different kind of points of a reading and, and so on. So you're saying you've got a half hour max really on your ceremony. So, so what's the volume and is there a yeah. procession that we need to follow? Um, so, <clears throat> so there's like everything there's a beginning middle and end so what I would say to you is while most of the ceremonies are a half an hour we're not stuck to that so once the couple have the ceremony that they want absolutely I have a couple coming up now in April they have put so much personal bits and pieces and poems that they wrote each other over years that different people oh. are reading it's going to be an absolutely beautiful ceremony They're like will it be too long to think will it be okay and I said if it's 35, it's a, if it's 45, it doesn't matter. You have the exact ceremony that you want. So I wouldn't go cutting stuff out of a ceremony for fear yeah. of time. Like, so I'll run through quickly what the different bits of music go you can do it. in yeah. the ceremony are. Yeah, um, so it. for music, you can have anything you want. Uh, we have a, such an island of talent in this country. I would highly recommend live music if you can, if it's in the budget. Uh, some people balk at the idea of, oh, it's so much for music for the ceremony. Where you get the value is if you get that person or those people to hang on for your drink reception. So therefore, you're getting them in prices, getting them there for that day. And then to hang around for two hours of nonstop music afterwards. And they're in the venue fun. anyway. So you're kind of, it's kind of like getting married abroad where you can just incorporate your honeymoon. It's like, yeah, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, so and so you have your a bit of gathering music as guests are taking the seats. You don't want library vibes in there. And even some people would just have Spotify on beforehand. Bridged and soundtrack works fantastic. Um, mm, it's ideal. The, pia the piano guys on Spotify, they do like string and piano arrangements of different songs. 
Uh, so you'd have your entrance, sign the register and then exit. They're your main three songs, but you can have as much as you want. You might have one in between readings. You might have one after Remembrance Candle if we do that. Um, so the different things you can do in the ceremony then would be the first thing would be a ring warming ceremony where you get your wedding rings, one hand top, the other like that. And we make a silent wish for married life together. And um, you can pass them around a few people. Mm. That's kind of stopped seen that since done. COVID. It's lovely. Yeah. So, what, what you know, if you pass around everybody, it'll take a little bit of time and not everybody might be comfortable with past the parcel anymore. So it could be that you might do the immediate two roles. So it's immediate family and um, bridesmaids, groomsmen, yeah. wedding party, whatever you have in yourself. Uh, the next thing you do is called a remembrance candle. So there's any other ones that have passed away. We can light a candle before it suddenly begins. And the couple can light it or it can give us a job for someone to come up and light. You can mention anybody specifically by name or you can just do a general one. And then you can also have um, like a remembrance table and have any photos of loved ones there. Mm. And again, you don't have to do this. So what I would say to couples is only do what you're able for. So don't put yourselves under pressure because you feel you have to remember a parent or a sibling yeah. or a friend if it's going to be too much and upsetting. There are other ways you can um, remember people, but being a subtle way. So, for example, the groom might put a memoriam card in the breast pocket or the jacket and that person's close to their heart for the day. Uh, brides might get a little charm with a photograph on their bouquet and that person's close to them for the yeah. entire day. And it's their own private way of um, thinking of someone or involving them in the ceremony. But not going too deep not, mentally yeah, to get yeah. upset because it's absolutely. such an emotional day. I get you. Yeah, I absolutely, get you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so you can have traditional unity candles. That'd be something to be very popular where you've got your two individual candles like the start of the ceremony mm -hmm. and then your central pillar candle afterwards. You can do that on your own or if both mums are still with us and able to participate, we can involve them or another family member. And the idea there is that they've gave you light and brought you into the world and they can take you out as well <laughs> but they can help <laughs> yeah. you light the candle <laughs> as my mother keeps reminding me um, and they can um, help you light your candles it's a nice way as I say to people it's a substitute for the gifts you know in a church ceremony the mams or another family member will go down and bring up the gifts this is a way of involving them and it's less pressure because there's two of them doing it at the same time they're not on their own and they don't have to read anything because uh, some people balk at reading in public and um, the next thing you can do is the hand fasting ceremony so that's an old Celtic tradition where we get the phrase tying the knot you'd put one hand up the other you have ribbons that go over the hands and then um, a little piece of thread alongside that and then we tie it knot in it and then pull it tight and that's your tying the knot Celtic tradition you have a sand ceremony which is absolutely gorgeous so you have a glass vase two different colour sands for yourselves oh, uh, if you have children you can get the children to pour in theirs and if they're small you can pour it in on their behalf or get another older sibling to pour it in their behalf as i say if there's a sleeping child that's happy in the corner don't wake, don't wake them, them up them. to do the sand ceremony never wake, wake a, never wake a happy child but sleeping dogs like absolutely 100 <laughs> Uh, so if you've no children, you can actually include uh, family and friends. Uh, so two family members, two friends, and it shows that they're the centre of your marriage now and forever. And then you can just seal it up. It's a nice little keepsake from it. Gorgeous. Uh, you can do a rose ceremony. It's your first gift to each other as a married couple. A little piece of reading about the rose. That's way of saying, I love your waist and I'm sorry. You exchange roses. And the last little thing uh, is called a love letter ceremony, where you write a letter to each other and then you jot down some of your fond memories of time together. What's going through your mind at the moment? What you're looking forward to in the future? If you take a drink, a nice bottle of wine, gin, whiskey. If you don't take a drink, a box of tea bags or Ibina, you stick it into the box and we seal it up. And the idea is that should you ever go through tough times in the future, you reach for the box and over a glass or whatever, you remind yourselves of happier times. Now, some Aww. couples love the idea of that, but they don't want to do it during the ceremony. So they might do it themselves two weeks after the wedding. And they might make like a memory box out of it, like buying like the Irish Times or the Irish Independence Day of the wedding or your local newspaper the week of the wedding and pop it into that box and keep little receipts. It's always trying to bring themselves money. back to that moment. Yeah. That yeah. So, so there are all the bits you can do. Readings then, so you can do readings there's loads of different options there most people do kind of two maybe three readings you can do prayers to faithful if you're into religious stuff you can do non-religious prayers to faithful called wedding wishes 
So instead of using terms of we ask God and we pray for this and the Lord hear us, we, you know, we hope for this and we wish for that. So yes, they're kind I'm of generic terms. And then the other one, which I enjoy is words of wisdom, where you get three or four guests up to read you a funny quote about marriage. So examples of that could be advice for your married lives. When you're wrong, say I'm sorry. When you're right, keep quiet. Um, four words to every happy marriage. I'll do the dishes. I'll order the Chinese or, you know, marriage is like a workshop, you know, where um, the husband works in the wife shops or something like that. You know, so you can have a bit of fun with that. Yeah, so it's very yeah. important that your ceremony reflects you both as a couple. Yeah. Um, so there's there's loads of options you can include. There's other stuff like tree planting and salt ceremonies. And the answer will always be yes. Uh, the only thing that's a hard note for me anyways, is if you ask me to sing, I haven't got a singing voice. And so you're disgrace. You're really letting them I know. Give I know. what I know. they want. <laughs> Clear the residence bar at three o'clock. Give me a shout. I'll send you yeah. a box of voice note and just put it, it on the ground. They'll be gone. They'll be gone. And come here. Is there, is there any decor restrictions, or can they do whatever? Does it matter? No, there's there's no decor restrictions. It's whatever you want. What I will say to you is, don't create an obstacle course for yourself up the aisle. I went in one day to ceremony, and there was huge cherry blossom trees the whole way up the aisle and it, it was kind of the bride's dress was large and so the father had to kind of move oh, they kind of maneuver yeah, between yeah, it yeah, yeah. um i had another one where there was a cherry blossom tree with like tea lights hanging out of it around the the ceremony table and i clocked my head in it twice and it, 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 it uh, <laughs> made a lot of the guests laugh but i had a big lump here from from oh, this like no. glass thing so i so don't do anything that's going to restrict your photographer either so no, exactly, you know yeah. your, your photographer videographer you should be thinking of all these things so don't create kind of obstacles for yourself um don't go don't feel you have to keep up the Joneses. What I'd say to you is, if you love flowers, spend money on flowers. If you're not into it, you spend money on stuff that you oh, like. Nice. You know exactly, a hundred percent. And you know, talking about spending money, do they still need ceremony booklets for for a spiritual? Um, what I would say to you is, so so no more than um the the reason people have ceremony booklets is for church ceremonies because they don't know what to say and when to say it, when to sit, when to stand, and all the rest of it. Um, what I found over the years, some people that do ceremony booklets, people look down, they don't look up. Mm. They're looking down to see, like in school, did did Sarah miss a word? Did she get it wrong? Whatever. People are looking down and they're paying attention to what the next word is, as opposed to watching that person delivering it. Um, it's more expensive. And all people do is they use them as a fan, they wave them around, they're all chucked on the ground afterwards. I mean, you can have something um like little little um one double-sided cards whereby they have the information of what's on the wedding, you know. Yeah. But when you think about it, one side of that is the name of the couple, which you already know, the date, which you know, the venue, which you're sitting in, you know. So you, a lot of that information is redundant. So people are literally going to just going to use it as a fan. So I personally would say spend your money on something else. Yeah, I'm with. I, I'm with you. I, I'll be shopping the printers. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to be. Um, tell me this, Enda. So what is the? I suppose the time flow. Um, once somebody books with you because you so, said that uh, you meet them and you do all that but what's the what's the system so, so it's it depends on the couple so if some people want to book me for two years out and they want to meet straight away what I'd say to you is you're going to chop and change your mind a thousand times like music when you're picking music for your ceremony like we had to pick a song for our wedding to walk into the meal to and I had no clue what we were going to pick and we were getting married in July Justin Timberlake brought out a song Can't Stop the Feeling I was like that's brilliant yeah, that's it's really it. happy it's upbeat but like you know you could pick your music and next thing Ed Sheeran brings out a new song Beyonce brings out a new song and you yeah. chop and change it so don't make decisions too soon when it comes to the ceremony and um, be happy in the person that you're choosing for your ceremony and that's like that box is ticked and that'll be there whenever we need it so I'm reaching out to all my couples usually kind of six to twelve months out but if you want to reach out sooner absolutely so uh, while I mightn't be 
be in Dublin all the time. I will maybe do a video call to start work on the ceremony. I can send over a draft and then we meet up in person then to kind of have a coffee, run through the ins and outs of it. And if there's any kind of um, quirky things, so if there's people you want to involve in the ceremony, if there's um, somebody you want to get revenge on for having to get up and do something at their wedding, involve yeah. them in the ceremony. So it's whatever you want it to be. So anything from six to 12 months out. And if you want to meet before that, if you want to get started in the ceremony before that, if you are if you have questions, reach out to yourself. And we're all here. This is what we do. We're here to help you. Yeah. So don't be shy. And there's no such thing as a silly question. So I people, and they start to be, I was like, I'm sorry, now this is probably a really stupid question. It's not. It's your, you know, it's your first time yeah, to have exactly. to be married. And yeah. you know, I've done this loads of times before, so don't be one bit, you know, sorry. Um, so kind of weekends are busy with weddings and all that. So I'm a little bit slower getting back to couples, as most celebrants and people working the wedding yeah, industry are. Yeah. And kind of early midweek Monday to weds is kind of your admin catch up email days kind of thing. I love that. And, and and it's just very straightforward. I love the fact that it's it's very much tailored around them, what they need. And then you just make a plan with them based on that rather than, OK, at six months we do this and at three months we do this. And like, it's just it'll be fine. Everyone is different. Sorted. Everyone is That's different. It. Yeah. And it all it all comes together. And uh, what I say to everybody and I joke about it, you know, because sometimes it can be a little bit stressful getting married. Um, once you've found someone to marry, you have each other, you're 90% of the way there and everything else is just planning the party. So yeah. everything comes together and just trust your suppliers. I mean, we've all done this hundreds of times. We know what we're doing. And if you're unsure about should we do this or that for our meal? ask your wedding coordinator Absolutely. if you have a question about your ceremony ask us we'll tell you and as i say to people i'm very i will give my advice but you finally say it. this is your wedding this is not my wedding you know um so i don't want to kind of sway anybody a certain way should we do this should we do that so you can do that but people usually don't do it because of this this and this but if you still want to do it that's no problem at all so some people don't want a uh, couple or guests taking photos of them walking up the aisle because they've seen these horror shots where there's a hundred people Getting with their the arms the out in the way yeah. of the photographer and i've had people stand out in the aisle as the bride's walking up with an ipad to take a photo and like the photographer nearly took off his shoe and threw it at them so i was like I know, so now i, I say if, if we keep the eye free of any arms hands heads or phones and you get a bit of a chuckle for it but just kind of reminds people stay in your seats stay in your lane you know yeah and look, do you think, right, that, you know, obviously we all went through COVID and everything like that. But have you seen any big changes since COVID? Um, I think people, well, if we haven't learned anything from COVID, we know what's important. Um, so, you know, we had to have small weddings for a while, but I think we're back around the, the 100, 150s, most weddings that I would see. Uh, the west of Ireland, Donegal, there might be they're still at some of the 300, 400s. Like yeah. if you're involved in GA and oh, if 100%. you have large families and aunts and uncles, uh, but people realize that we don't need to, you know, if they're not part of your life. So one of my friends gave me a great tip when we were doing our guest list, because you just feel that anybody I've ever met in my life or worked with or drank with, I need to invite to my wedding. You yeah. don't. If they're not a massive part of your life, if you wouldn't see them in a coffee shop and walk in, say hello to them or offer to pay for their dinner, they're not going to your wedding and yeah. um, work colleagues are people you spend time with at work you know so I changed jobs uh, between getting engaged and getting married so I was like well, who do I invite from the old job who do I invite from the new job and if they're a part of your life absolutely involve them but at the end of the day it's only the people that are your nearest and dearest that you want there around you so you know start with your family close friends and then see how you go for there don't put yourself under any pressure to no. have this you know Pinterest perfect wedding and um, once it's you know there's no right or wrong when it comes to weddings it's what's right for you um my advice would always be tell people very little of what you're doing everyone has an opinion so you have mm, to have this you can't agree do that. more yeah uh, so keep, keep it keep to yourself very, yeah what are you gonna have for dinner food 
where are you going to get so you can tell them the date and where they're getting married once once you're happy you've everything secured and locked down yeah but, I'm a um, mass deflector oh we haven't made up our decisions yet you know we're yeah, still working yeah. on it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. so absolutely 100 percent. and it's funny because I did an interview with Shoopy and um, the jeweler and what and what 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 Shoopy said was when she was making her guest list she said I'm only inviting people who I know that if I had to ring them at 4 a.m in the morning because my leg was falling off that they would look after me and take that call. And that was her list. That's how God. she picked it. That was ruthless. And I'm like, I love that, particularly where you do have, you're going to run into the three, four hundreds. You know, it's, you know, yeah. why not? I, I think that's kind of changed now because years ago you would invite, you know, your mother tell you to invite that woman to change your nappy once when you're six weeks old. And, oh, sure, he's a great friend of your father's. When was the last time he was here? 30 years ago. So, no, you know, know. They're, they're, they're not friends. They're not part of your life, you know? Exactly. So, um, the other bits and pieces I would suggest would be for your invitations. So Irish people work off a different time zone called ish. So whatever time, if you want to walk down the aisle at two o'clock, um, put it half one on the ceremony start time on your invitations. It makes sure everybody's there in time. Um, don't go too early. So winter time, you'll go a little bit earlier for daylight, but kind of anything from one to three o'clock is kind of your ceremony time. Check with your photographer, check with your venue. Your celebrant will be flexible. So just yes. let them know whatever time you've confirmed. So there's no set in stone. We have to have it at two o'clock. As I say to people, I'm not going to watch my clock. I'm going to wait for you to walk up the aisle. You better walk up the aisle. <laughs> and after that, we can have a good day. Um, have a spare shirt for anybody that's wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. So so if you have a groom or uh, a bride that's wearing a shirt, have a spare one because it's a warm out day. If you spill food and you're standing around for the first dance, you want that. Uh, match your readers to the reading. So if you've got something fun and quirky, give it to somebody that's going to deliver it because the last thing you want is to have something kind of really fun and quirky and the fun zapped out of it by somebody that is just very serious and monotone when they deliver it. Um, for your photographer, do look, do up a list of shots that you want and the names of the people that are going to be in it and get somebody responsible each side to round them all up for you so you can fly through them like the Aldi checkout and like, right, bang, we're going to have all the aunts and uncles. Right, in, out, done. Next, we're going to have, a, and ideally, that's it'll flow for you. It doesn't always work out like that. Uh, and just enjoy the whole process like um, your ceremony is a really really lovely way to start the day and it sets the tone for your entire ceremony uh, include the people you want involve the music you want and have the day that you want to have and have no regrets uh, if you're torn between two readings or two pieces of music have that extra song have that extra reading um, you're, you're not going to regret having it but in five years time when you're at your friend's wedding and that reading that you're going to pick is right at you oh god I wish I had that reading now we're going to pick it for a wedding and I kind of regret it so mm. have all the stuff that you want in the ceremony love it and like I could talk to you all day you're just a fountain and I mean fountain of knowledge and I really appreciate your time if couples want to hear more from you get in touch with you or your colleagues how do they do that so we have our website is spiritualceremonies.ie. Um, our Instagram, if you want loads of like decor and venue inspiration, uh, just have a look through our Spiritual Ceremonies uh, Ireland um, Instagram feed. There's always, so every ceremony that we do, we take photos of the venue, the setup, the decor, and we'd always tag the venue in it. So you'll always have a little look. And so if you get married in Market Castle and Sligo, you'll see loads of photos of Market Castle. Yeah. If you get married in Cabra Castle, you'll see loads of photos of them. So it's nice to see different setups. So it could be inside, outside, and you get a real feel for it as well. Um, but yeah, so just reach out to us anytime. Our website is there, Facebook page and Instagram. And you'll find me and the Heart Celebrant. If any questions you have or end at Spiritual Sermon Study, you'll get me there. Love it. Thank you so much. Sarah, thanks so much for inviting me on. 
Thanks for listening to Real Weddings with Zara. Thanks to producer Ruth Devani, voiceover extraordinaire Phil Colley, and Pink Champagne Wedding Band for our Cool Finds jingle. Join me next week where we will be chatting to another top guest to get the scoop about their wedding day and married life. Until then, you can find me at Irish Wedding Blog on social media channels.